0: One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Just a two, we can make it if we try. Just a two, but trust me,
1: there's a thousand hints in company two.
2: Four in the morning, the end of December,
3: and now number. Five. We got five years Stuck on five
1: Five years Six in the morning, police at my door Fresh to squeak across the bathroom <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to the tenth anniversary edition of Arrow My Shorts.
4: Woo! <laughs> Insert
0: cheering here.
4: Yay! How about that? <laughs> Is that good enough?
0: That's uh perfect.
4: Just double it up or something.
0: Yeah, that'll yeah that'll represent the two Woo-hoo. two listeners.
4: Yay! Bravo! Um, what else do people say for Bravo? Uh, encore! Encore! Mm. Um, I'm throwing my panties on the stage. I don't know what that sounds like. Rhubarb, rhubarb.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's... They're not... They're definitely not cheering if they're saying rhubarb, rhubarb.
4: (laughs) Uh, What's the take it, take it, Benny?
0: Blah, blah, demon, blah, take it, Benny, or something.
4: Yes, yes.
0: Rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb.
4: Anyway... Um, uh, Foley <laughs> The end Okay It was nice talking to you <laughs> Touch back next year
0: That's true We could always just do anniversary episodes That they're always special yeah. occasions
4: Yeah I don't think uh, iTunes will keep us alive If we only release one a year <laughs> I don't know how that works exactly But You yeah, know So Yes.
0: What's going on?
4: I'm in construction hell. I don't know if I already told you all of this, but I'll make it super short just in case it's a repeat. Um, Miami has an ongoing sinking, tidal, flooding situation. None of it's new, but over the course of the last seven months, I'd say, they've begun long arduous process of raising the streets in Mm. certain certain neighborhoods i mean it's going to take forever it's an ongoing project but but i am right in the dead center of where they decided to test it so so yeah i am basically camping i frequently don't have water my power goes out oh and and this morning I received a rescission of precautionary boiling water notice telling me I no longer have to boil my water for health and safety reasons but I never received the notice telling me I should be
0: boiling my water so you may in fact have have dysentery or something I
4: probably have a parasite or something but um that's fine It's just funny that I received the, you don't have to do this anymore, but I didn't receive the, you should be boiling your water.
0: That's great. So
4: yeah, it freaked me out a little bit. And it it has, there's nothing on it that says how long ago the apparent notice of when I was supposed to be boiling my water happened. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen to me exactly, but we'll see. So isn't, though,
0: isn't Florida gaining land? Like, was the coastline? I'm the wrong
4: person to hmm. ask. All I know, I mean, I know very little. I only know how it impacts me personally. That's how egocentric I am. I just know it's a pain in the ass. It's nonstop construction noise outages brutal mm. but when when the times of year that it's high tide everything smells really bad and yeah i've been i've had firsthand experience with the flooding issues that's what they're trying to fix that's mm. all i know that's all i know but I it's kind, it's kind of creepy because there are certain bars and restaurants with sidewalk cafes that are, you know, on on the normal street level where they've started raising the street. So you're sitting there and you're looking and you're going, so when they're done we'll be sitting here eating and the tires of the passing cars will be at eye level. It just it, – it doesn't make any sense to me yet. And I'd love to talk to someone who understands what's happening because right now it seems really weird.
0: Yeah, this, that, that is kind of weird. So every – like all the sidewalks are all going to be three feet below the roads. Right, right. And all the buildings too.
4: Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> bizarre. It's,
0: I guess – they can't jack up the whole city, I guess.
4: Right. So they're focused on the roads so they can create drains. And I'm probably even wrong on that. It's just I'm basing it on what I see, what I've heard. And, you know, I only half listen. So it's things are happening. And that's all. <laughs> I don't understand it. It's not making my life better. So, until I know there's a positive outcome of this, right now I'm just in in hell.
0: They're redoing yeah. the 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 roof on uh, our building and they set it on fire.
4: Mm. The roof is on fire. Yeah.
0: I wasn't How- I wasn't around at the time, but uh Mrs. Buttons So the thing is my I have my phone off for uh for like half an hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. And when I turned it on, I got got these messages saying, building on fire, had to take cat outside building now. And uh, <laughs> it was immediately followed by a picture from Mumblebee of, uh, is this your building? <laughs> plume of smoke coming coming off of it, and me just saying apparently <laughs> because Jesus.
4: I didn't know what
0: was going on.
4: So he can see your building from
0: well, from wherever he was.
4: Wow, that's hilarious. I was gonna say from my house, but that doesn't make sense anymore. So how did they set it on fire? And
0: well, I they're uh, they're redoing it and so which means that they pull up all the old stuff and then they lay it down new stuff but it's all you know tar and there's usually some kind of open flame somewhere i think sure. so so
4: and it's such a lovely smell i've been, that that scent uh, scent is too polite um that that reek yeah it it's... has has been basically the perfume of my apartment for Seven months. Yeah, it's it's all I smell all day long.
0: It's pretty strong. I, it's not so bad. I mean, you can still smell it down here. We're on the twenty second floor of twenty, or uh, or on the twentieth floor of twenty four floors, and a friend of ours does live on the twenty fourth floor, and so he was a little concerned that he was going to have water damage, uh, thanks sure. to the fire. It turns out he didn't, but yeah. You know. The I don't think it's constant noise for him But when it happens it's pretty loud And of course this whole place Smells like pitch Yeah
4: I pitch. haven't heard that in a while My grandpa called it
0: pitch <laughs> Well, right. I, don't, I think it is pitch. I don't I don't think he used tar. I I think it's a tar. Oh,
4: I di- I it's didn't know tar. there was a difference. I just thought it was an old-timey word for tar. It,
0: it, it may be, but I I I think that maybe it's um it's the type of tar or something. Of course, I'm just making that up, so I don't know.
4: Sure. I mean, we're so knowledgeable on all topics at the moment and always. Um you know the the old shop my dad's old shop the one you went to the soft hop in, yes, that roof has been a nonstop century-long battle, and I rem- uh. I mean, my dad's still up there and shouldn't be pitching and patching it himself. Um, but I always remember my grandfather, who owned the building originally, constantly saying he had to go up and pitch the roof, and <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, I just assume pitches. Tar, but sort of with gravel in it?
0: I'm, yeah, I don't know.
4: Or it's just an old-timey word for tar. The smell's the same. That's all that matters. It smells the same.
0: Well, here, according to uh, a definition, is pitch can be a natural or manufactured derivative of petroleum, coal, tar, or plants. Various forms of pitch may also be called tar, bitumen, or asphalt.
4: Sure. So yeah, pitch is like a a, a homemade concoction to it's, serve as tar.
0: It's a, technically it's a it's a viscoelastic solid polymer. Ooh. So there you
4: go. Say it again.
0: Viscoelastic solid polymer.
4: We need to talk to Professor Polymer about that. <laughs>
0: hey, that's going to be my ringtone.
4: You make a new ringtone every time we record, so you don't change it very often. Mm. Sorry, I'm I'm going to get a drink. I didn't have one going yet. Okay. And I, I hear yours and it's making me thirsty. Your ice cubes are making me thirsty.
0: And I did not have to boil the water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why
4: the I Dream of Jeannie theme pops into your head as your uh, Muzak filler.
0: I, I, I don't know.
4: I know it's not the first time you've done it. Anyway, so yes, it is the 10th anniversary birthday or whatever you want to call it of era my shorts. I think we should say birthday because anniversary kind of implies consistency.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I guess
4: You know, like it's it's our birthday So it happens whether we're doing it or not Right? <laughs> well, That's I true guess, No, I phrased it the anniversary The 10th anniversary of the first episode of Air Out My Shorts Which is accurate Yes But to say we're celebrating 10 years of Air Out My Shorts Is pushing it It is Because we've had big gaps, and yeah, and we've talked that to death, and we don't need to say it again. I I won't even say we've done our best. (laughs) We've done stuff.
0: Uh, We have.
4: Spanning 10 years. (laughs) And it's exciting. I think it's a little exciting. There aren't many still around, still kicking. No. No. From, from year one.
0: You know, the good news is that we do have an average of 17 episodes a year. We do? Which is astonishing. Of course, that's... That's, that's more than one a month. That's based on a total of episodes, though, where we were doing it almost every week, which means that, you know, it's right. just still not a great number. But yes, it means uh, more than one a month. If you're listening to them right. once a month, though. <laughs>
4: Yeah. And you if
0: start you, now.
4: <laughs> if you ignore the dates, how many hours? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I should have done that. I meant to do that. If you just make a playlist in in iTunes, it'll tell you the number of hours. Hmm. I should have done that. Oh well.
0: Wow. Well, it's gonna be gonna be around 172 hours. Some some episodes are over an hour. A lot are under, but. Many of them are close, too.
4: It's something. That's all I'm going to say about it more. You seen any good movies? You watching any good
0: TV? <clears throat> you
4: got any uh entertainment news for me?
0: Uh, We watched the first season. Uh, who knows if there will be a second season of Camp X or no. Shit, what is it called? It's not called Camp X.
4: Whatever it is, I've never heard of it. Is it a reality show? It sounds like a reality show
0: uh, No, it is uh, The first episode's kind of cheesy But the rest of them are, are alright um, There's <clears throat> uh, In the Second World War There's a place called Camp X In Oshawa and Where it trains spies
4: Canadian Oshawa?
0: As in Canadian Oshawa That's where Ian Fleming worked and uh or he was one of the one of the instructors at one point i think and I, um
4: i had no idea
0: so they yes i know <laughs> so
4: so ian fleming as in the james bond basis ian fleming yes am i re- okay just just so i'm not having one of those brain train moments had some ties to canada
0: yes Fuck,
4: that's big.
0: They're they're big, yeah. Their big training uh, of of American and British and Canadian spies was in Camp X.
4: Wow.
0: And that's where uh, that's I think where the idea of James Bond was born.
4: Shut up. So we invented James Bond and basketball.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Is it Archer we... or is Whitby? I think it was Whippy.
4: Our country rules.
0: So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, there's a there's a a Canadian show who's uh, now, of course, I can't remember the name of it because it's not X Men, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out what it is. X Company. That's what it is. And it's about a, a team of international uh, spies. Uh, working in uh, in France and Germany, and it's all right.
4: It doesn't sound like a rave review. It's all right. <laughs> no, it's a
0: fun show. It's not, you know. Uh, they say the first episode was a, a I was disappointed with, but it's every episode has gotten better as it's gone along, as it sort of hit its stride. And it's only eight episodes, so I'm I'm looking forward to. It. It's been left on kind of a cliffhanger, so. But you know the thing is, is that uh, Canada makes good shows, and then they cancel them after a season. So you True. never know. True. It also has that guy uh, from from that band and Durham County in it.
4: Oh. Um, uh, Hugh Dillon. Hugh Dillon, the guy with the pointy ears.
0: Yeah, and the bald head, also from that cop show.
4: Um, Flashpoints. Point. Yep. I've never watched that.
0: I never did either, apparently. I great.
4: know I know people who absolutely love it, but yeah, I was, I, well, I watched the shit out of Durham County, but I forgot most of it because you and I watched 90% of it shit-faced. Yeah. And I lost track of what I'd seen and what I hadn't and never went back to finish it.
0: Yeah, I'd have to start that from the beginning because I me have t- no clue.
4: Me too, but what I saw of it, I remember I loved it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Except the shitty video quality, but
4: actually, I think that kind of added to it in a way.
0: If only they'd had DSLRs when they were shooting it, they would have looked a lot better. It's...
4: There was something I watched recently, and I wish I could remember what it was. That they made a joke about it. It looks, you know, bad like Canadian television, where you can't figure out what's wrong with it. <laughs> And it they phrased it exactly the way I feel about it. It's like oh. you can't you can't put your finger on what is the issue.
0: That uh, it's strange. I wouldn't say that about Durham County. I'd say that a lot, a lot about a no, lot no. of other history.
4: No, no, uh, no. I meant I meant the the line in the show I was watching is it they weren't talking about any.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah,
4: yeah it was. They were watching something and said It looks bad like Canadian television Like you can't figure out what's quite wrong with it That's funny And I loved the way they Oh, I know what it was was It's that goofy um, spoof show Uh, The two girls Something in Garfunkel Um, Garfunkel and Oates
0: Uh, Did I see an episode of that? That sounds kind of familiar
4: the birthday message I pasted uh, posted on uh, uh, John from TTN's birthday wall was from that. That may be your connection.
0: Mm, no.
4: Okay. They were the ones who said, hey, I don't know. I think they were watching some sort of porn clip or something. And they said, it looks bad like Canadian television. <laughs> But you, can't quite
3: but you don't know what's out. wrong.
4: Yeah, and mm. and I just love the way they said it because I've never been able to figure out what the issue is. But it's similar to the way soap operas look.
0: Well, yeah, and that's the problem. The soap operas are shot on video, and there's um there's this huge depth of field, so you, it it does it there's nothing cinematic about it because normally when you're shooting something, um depending on what the shot is, of course, uh. You know, Citizen Kane actually has more of a video quality to it, even though it's on film, because he has a huge depth of field. But you want to be able to generally pull the eye of the audience to places by putting things in and out of focus. Sure. And on those video cameras, that doesn't happen. Everything is in focus all the time. Right. So So it
4: feels very flat and and like too... Too real,
0: and they're probably also going at thirty frames a second too, which also is that video quality that where it's twenty-four frames a second is kind of shit quality, and that's why it looks good. Yeah, you know, when see, when it's the thing, thirty frames, it's a little too closer to our eye.
4: See, the thing is, whatever kind of TV I got for for this place is has the same effect. So things that I know that I've seen on other televisions look like Canadian TV to that's, me
0: on this T V. That's the settings on the T V. You can go in and tell it not to do that. It's um there's particular settings that some are for sports and whatnot, but they actually do stretch Pixels and, and do weird Funky things to it and you can just Go in and that's a setting that you can just turn Off and it'll never do it again Okay Every, I don't know I've had to do This at like three or four different People's places <laughs> It's like why does everything look shit On my $5,000 yeah. huge TV it's because well, you, Read the fucking manual
4: <laughs> I don't know where the manual is And it certainly wasn't $5,000 But
0: yeah, yeah it's,
4: just, it's it's an LC something and and everything looks Canadian and that's the only way I've been able to describe it to people and I oh and it looks
0: like video and everything there's a lot of good looking t- I Canadian know but, TV shows
4: oh no no I'm not bashing Canada at all I just I like the fact that my brain has suddenly not suddenly always I've ne- I've just never phrased it out loud. Oh, yeah. It looks Canadian. Well,
0: there's a there's a <laughs> great quote from uh, there is a show in I don't know when it was uh, mid early two thousands something like that called uh, it's called Made in Canada and it had Rick Mercer on it. Yes. And um and it was a like sort of a behind the scenes kind of show at the, of what was supposed to be obviously sort of the CBC and sort of Alliance Atlantis, I think. Right. And at one point, the, the, one of the producers, Leah Pinson is watching, uh, is, is looking at some kind of avant-garde guy who is, I can't remember what you call it. It's missing scene or something like that. Anyway, there's no, there's no lighting in it or anything. It's all natural stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the the head of the network's like, uh, so what are you watching? And it's like, Oh, well it's this thing, like there's you know, it's all natural, non actors, no lighting and uh and he says, Well, we don't have lighting He's like and and she says, No, we have bad lighting. This is no lighting
4: <laughs> Yeah. Anyway it i don't I don't mean it in a derogatory fashion. I actually find it works really well for certain shows, and Durham County was one of them it because it felt too real
3: hmm.
4: I, to me that's that's my lame ass summation of what the vibe is. It looks too real, so yeah. for things so for shows that are dark and Murdery, yeah. it it actually adds to the vibe because it's it's too real. It's almost unsettling on a whole other level. Whereas you know, for something that's supposed to be comedy or light, it's it just feels wrong and soapy mm-hmm. and cheesy. It definitely has its time and place. I'm just dubbing it the the Canadian look. It's it's a film style.
0: Well, I've also been watching Shameless, the UK Shameless, which I'm on season seven of now. Cool. Which is all right. It's 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 too soapy, but um, mm. it's I, the characters are still good.
4: That's one of the shows that I really wish I hadn't watched the U.S. adaptation first, because mm. I think I would have. Yeah, you know how I feel about U.S. adaptations of. British television, I get very upset about the fact that they exist. But um, that is one that I know I would have enjoyed the original Shameless a million times more.
0: or at least I I know people who've watched the British one first and then watched the American one said American one's better. Okay.
4: All I know is it's the rare exception where I actually can't watch the original because I'm already invested in the US one. Hmm. But that that almost never happens. I mean, it was the exact opposite with me for uh, Broadchurch and whatever the US one is called. I I was so angry when I started watching the first episode of the US adaptation. It was shot for shot, shot for shot.
0: Broadchurch?
4: The UK one is Broadchurch. The US one is, I wanna say White Castle, but I know it's not White Castle. (laughs) Um. Hmm. it's just a different place name right but the first 15 minutes were shot for shot identical and I'm like why well, who spent money on this there are millions of people trying to get their scripts to air and make their shows happen why are we making two versions of the same fucking show
0: grace point
4: yes it didn't make any fucking sense. Why am I calling it White Castle? Um, anyway, that's know. that makes me so angry. There are so many, so many instances <clears throat> of that. I you would you would never shut me up on the topic. It's not a different language. If it's a different language, I understand it. I get the reason that there is a, a Wallander Norwegian. And there's a UK version of Wallander, and I watched the I watched the one with fewer subtitles, which is the UK version. But it's a comedy of errors when the US is adapting a show for no reason. Mm. I think we had this whole conversation already.
0: E- well, yeah.
4: There are rare uh, exceptions for me like House of cards House of cards makes sense because it's a it's a different political structure mm. right so something like that makes sense it the adaptation made sense
0: I've never seen it
4: but to replicate the exact same show with the same whole plot and murder and everything and even in the case of Broadchurch and White Castle, <laughs> the same lead actor, playing the exact same role.
0: Who? What, what's his face, is it? David Tennant in Grace Point? Da-
4: David Tennant plays an American in Grace Point.
0: Oh, that sounds like it'd be hard to watch for me. He
4: he retains his Scottish accent in the UK <laughs> original Rodchurch. accent. <laughs> It's just fucked up. It's fucked up.
0: That is weird.
4: It just, it makes me sad for all the people who are going, okay, but that show's already been made. Here's something that hasn't been.
3: No.
4: Yeah. You know, especially now when we have, you know, we have access to the originals. Why, why would, why, why do we want adaptations?
0: Yeah, it's not like 30 years ago.
4: Mhm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of fine when it was Three's company and we didn't even know that it was stolen, you know. But or and uh, what too close for comfort. I mean, so many American sitcoms were pilfered from British yeah. sitcoms. But we didn't know any better. We couldn't we didn't have access to anyway. Yes, I'm convinced we had this whole conversation more than once. <laughs> it makes me angry. I have to pee and then we should read a story.
0: Okie dokie. K. I'm hungry. mm
3: mm 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 -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm. I don't hear the I Dream of Genie" theme song.
0: No, I decided against it.
4: All right. What's in the mailbag? (laughs) Who's our lucky author who gets to be the 10th anniversary special special?
0: Okay. Well, I have something here. It says, I've listened to your podcast with great amusement for years. I don't believe that. I'd even been afraid after your long hiatus you'd gone dark, but the past three episodes were great. In commemoration, I finally got off my ass and wrote you a story. Here it is. And yes, I was drunk and used the plot plunger. Perfect. Plot plot plunger. I hope it meets your high standards Eric
4: that remains to be seen mm-hmm. <laughs> see if it meets our high standards
0: uh, and the
4: story is called Jonah and Jenny by Eric Lehman
0: is that how you say
4: it? Um, it's Lehman, how I
0: Lemon. I don't know
4: it's how I would say
0: L-E-H-M-A-N-N I p p i.
4: There's no i p p i in it. Jonas stumbled through the dark and stormy night, muttering obscenities at random pedestrians and mental phantoms. He bore in his ink stained paws an octopus. Not any octopus, but the special <laughs> mountain bred octopus from far flung Tibet. They were bred in special caves where ritually drunk Tibetan llamas screwed albino llamas imported from South Africa and fed the mutant offspring. In
0: America. To... South America.
4: What? what did I say? Africa. Oh, goodness. What's going Different on? Different
0: place. My... Yeah. Is there construction going on inside <laughs> your window right now?
4: No. Why do you hear it?
0: Or oh, your fridge on, or something? No,
4: I unplugged my. F- it. The only thing it could be is my laptop fan, which I can't control. Oh, that's that's possible.
0: It's not terrible.
4: They were bred in special caves where ritually drunk Tibetan llamas screwed albino llamas. Imported from South America and fed the mutant offspring to octopi left over from Captain Redbeard's Pirate Feast restaurant chain, LLC. 10% discount for seniors and veterans on Mondays. <laughs> that was a mouth
0: uh, That was a long oh, sentence. And that 10% it's, discount it's be, for seniors and veterans It's because of the
4: product placement. The product mm-hmm. placement really, you know. Took over.
0: Uh, the ten percent discount for seniors and veterans on Mondays reminds me of four ninety nine. Sh- all you can eat four ninety nine shrimp. Uh, in uh, Cards Against Humanity, the, we've been doing a lot of that lately because uh, having games night and a person, a friend that lives in the building, ah. uh, is cheaper than going out. <laughs> so
4: I know I do a lot of game nights, but um, that is the game that. John Morley recommended to me, and I don't have it yet.
0: What Cards Against Humanity?
4: Yeah, I've it's, never played it.
0: It's good. I think we need an expansion because uh, we've used a lot of the same answers all the time. But it's a fun game, and it's it's highly offensive.
4: Yes. Yeah. He tried to play it with me on the air on TTN, and it was not playable that way. But but I was intrigued by it's... what I heard.
0: When was that?
4: Their last episode, which was also their Christmas episode, which was also their 300th episode.
0: Why does that not sound familiar at all?
4: I don't know. Scott was dicking around with his computer trying to come up with a shitter Shinola on the fly, which didn't happen. And while we were doing that, John was trying to tell me what Cards of Humanity was, and we played one card.
0: Yeah. Cards against humanity. Or whatever. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, well, we also play Settlers of Catan quite a lot, which I hated the first couple of games, but then I liked it. I liked it the last time I played because I won both games. So that was good.
4: <laughs> I play a lot of Rummy Cube and a lot of Origins, a lot of Scategories, and a lot of Balderdash.
0: What's Origins?
4: Origins is the game that you loved. Uh, remember, I gave it to um. We don't have a show name for him. Aaron Home will bleep that for a Secret Santa gift exchange. They could at have the just office. said Aaron. <laughs> well,
0: um, I uh, I that sounds like I kind of remember that, but did we, did we actually play it?
4: He never took it home, so it was just behind the bar. So we would just pull out questions and ask each other. It's awesome.
0: Hmm. It's awesome. I I remember that, but I don't remember the game itself.
4: I have a copy of it here. I'll ask you one in a minute after we're done the story.
0: Okay. Jonah was lost. Not just lost in town. That's
4: where I got my fun fact about Mark Twain on our last episode.
0: I see. Uh, I should uh, should pull out the movie trivia game we sometimes end a night with, uh, which is a terrible movie trivia game. We don't bother actually playing the game. We just read some of the answers off of it. Some of them, it's weird because 90% of them uh, are like ridiculously simple and then 10% of them are like, what the fuck?
4: Painfully hard, yeah. Mm. I had a rock and roll trivia game that I absolutely adored. Games like, games like that and Origins are all games that I don't play with the board ever. It's like that's a throwaway. Mm. You, you just keep yeah. the cards and pull them out. Um, but the rock and roll trivia, I wish I knew where it was because it was great and it was hard. And I mean, the questions are super out of date now, but it's all classic rock.
0: Probably not for <laughs> us.
4: Right. Not for us. It's all classic rock. So I loved it. No one would play with me though.
0: All right, Jonah was lost, not just lost in town. The wardrobe's lost knew what too. town, but in life. He'd failed at school, at work, at relationships, even addiction. He'd turned to worshipping Satan for salvation. Uh oh. He'd learned from the internet, or possibly from a passing hobo, sacrificing the bleeding heart of a Tibetan octopus would win Satan's everlasting approval and riches beyond imagination.
4: Shit on a stick. What, what was a plot plunge? <laughs> this is heavy.
0: He'd stolen it from a fish market, reeking of his ex-wife. Wow, that's it,
4: offensive.
0: It had eightish arms, so it must be an octopus and Tibetan. This he was certain, despite the raging overdose of cheap muscatel. He made the fishmonger count the arms before ripping it from the bemused man's grasp and fleeing into the night. He clutched his prize to his chest, looking back and forth, before shoving it down the front of his light teal-colored pants and darting left into a main street. Amateurs might go for a virgin girl, but wherever he was, he was sure Tibetan octopi were more plentiful, if only just.
4: Shit. Someone just tried to call us. I missed it. The call was from England, I think. So now I feel even more guilty.
0: Well, they might call back in a second.
4: They could try back. We could get lucky. They could. It's a plus 4-4. Four, four. I think that's England. All my British friends have plus 4-4 four, four at the beginning of their numbers.
0: In okay. The
4: yeah, I got a little lost in the story. I know we're something about Satan and Octopi.
1: Hello? Oh, is that blow out my pants?
0: <laughs> Burn out my pants. Bomb <laughs> out my pants. <laughs>
1: How's things? How's It's Paulie B from Punky Radio. No out?
3: way. Yeah,
1: Shut I'm nice up. Like that.
0: I must say, you were the last person I expected to call, because I figured you'd be falling off your ass already.
1: No, I don't fall off my ass anymore. I'm a reformed character, and I've stopped drinking.
0: Shut up.
1: Yeah, of course I
0: have. Oh,
4: this is so exciting. I can't believe this is happening. It's really happening. I'm pinching myself.
1: Well, I left a message for you that was fairly damning, to be honest. So, 10th anniversary, congratulations.
4: Thank you. You guys must be in and around that number two.
1: Yeah, ours is in. Ours is, don't say number two. Uh, ours is in July, I think. But obviously, we have recorded a show every Tuesday for ten years. So yes, ours yeah. is a really legitimate one. rather than yours, which is like this is probably the equivalent of your third year. Exactly. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yes, we we, so anyway, we admit yeah. that. <laughs> it's good to hear from you.
1: It's very nice to hear from you, too. And thank you very much, Buttons, for sorting out this call, because obviously Brenda didn't know about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit so of what's a surprise. So far?
1: Have you had lots of callers or not or good or bad? or I Obviously, I don't know what's happening.
4: We don't know what's happening either, but that's not news.
1: Right, what's the story about?
4: <sighs> so far, it's about um, satanic Tibetan octopus,
0: octopi.
1: All uh, oh, right, one of those run-of-the-mill stories you hear every day, then.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something about uh, sacrificing the heart of an octopus.
4: In fairness, we're only on the second paragraph, so we don't oh, wow. re- we don't really know what it's about yet either.
1: All oh, right, so it's a it's a voyage of discovery for both of you. Yes, As it always is.
4: We never read yeah. them ahead of time. What? Do uh, what...
1: you got drinks on?
4: Of course.
1: What are you drinking tonight?
4: I am drinking a Yingling Lager. A bit tame. It's a little tame, yes. Yeah. But it is only 5 p.m.
1: That's true. Yeah, I forget that I'm, I'm obviously from the future.
4: I'm still um, on my day pups.
1: Oh, are you? yeah. Because yeah. I, well, I just I just locked in on on my hover bike uh, <laughs> after after walking my robot dog and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, everything's a little bit weird. I'm not actually talking to you on the phone. I'm just, I'm actually talking to you with with my cyber thoughts. Yeah, the UK is a pretty incredible place in the future right now.
3: We're glad... still
1: we're still defended by hedge, um, <laughs> because obviously we're the best people at making hedges in the world. So you can't get through a British privet hedge. So what we've done is we've actually got rid of the armed forces and we've just employed a load of robot gardeners to put hedges all the way around the coast.
0: And hogweeds.
1: uh, Yeah, it stops anyone getting anywhere near us. And if they do, we just bombard them with our tea cannon. (laughs) Goodness.
4: Well,
0: I'm glad to hear that all these developments uh, uh, have happened
4: in six short hours. They're only five hours away from us.
0: Yeah,
1: it's all something for you guys to look forward to when you catch us up. Yeah, we've achieved quite a lot in that time.
4: Yes, I guess so so yeah. w- what's what's new in your life buttons you're uh, banging around a lot
1: hey what's your language right <laughs> guess what i have got a girlfriend
4: shut up what's her name
1: she's called amanda
4: and do you like and, her
1: and i met her at university and pursued her throughout my time at university and then in 1992, we seized contact and then we got back in touch with each other about three months ago. So, how about that?
4: That's amazing.
0: I was waiting yeah. for, for something to, like Amanda Hug and Kiss or something like that.
1: Yeah, you're always trying to do the cheap joke. Well, I'm a different guy these days, Barton. You've got to deal with that. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's a hard adjustment.
4: A... I want right, to look. call her Amanda Hug and Kiss.
1: Well, you can do that and I will tell her. Uh, that, in fact, she's right here. Say
4: hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello, you see. She exists. She's real. It's a a real shame, though, because, you know, I first met her in October 1989, and I just thought she was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen, and I pursued her all the time. I couldn't get anywhere near her, and then I spent 23 years not seeing her, and then we met up again, and, well, she's let herself go. (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh, you stole my joke. I was just going to be real mean and say, oh, it's a real shame because she's let herself go.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but that's because I thought of it in the future. You see, you'll you'll be able to say that line in about six hours.
0: Right. I thought you were yeah. going to say, she, uh, actually, that it was another advancement of technology and now uh, blow up dolls were <laughs> able to talk in the future. Yeah.
1: Actually, I can't lie there, it's, she's actually called Robot Amanda, and uh, I've had her fashion for me, mm-hmm.
4: like some local
1: science type.
4: Yeah, well, I'm glad to ask, know. I
1: just, yeah, I just asked them to make the breasts a little bit bigger this time around. <laughs> I hope you
4: <laughs> requested that for me as well.
1: Well, no, she actually requested something for me as well, and I'm still waiting for the development. <laughs> Because since I last saw you, I've had to have it shortened twice.
4: <laughs> I'm glad, because, you know, <laughs> that thing really got in the way.
1: It really, it was getting in the way of everything.
4: Yeah.
1: I so mean, how, It comes to something when you have to start the car with it. <laughs> um, but anyway, Brenda, you don't need any alterations to your lovely body. You're just the right size for you, and you are gorgeous.
4: So I would like...
3: I'd to love to a...
1: say the same thing about buttons, but I just can't bring myself to do it. <laughs>
0: Really, no one's happy with me. Oh, come on. When are you going to come over to visit again? Never. Yeah, that's all right. Well, we're working
1: on the basis that I've been to see you, but you've never been to see me. I think it's your turn, technically.
0: Well, you know, it it has been discussed uh, with with Mrs. Buttons and I of going over possibly this year for her birthday, but uh, I don't know if that will happen.
1: Well, you did say before you were coming over and I said you're welcome to stay, and did you? No.
0: Well, so
1: It's like, so this uh, time round, I'll have the spare room for you. And if, uh, if it's it an isn't. amazing spare room. It's not actually a room. Because of the technical advances in, in the UK, it's actually an idea. Yeah,
4: so what an happens idea is an idea of a room.
1: Yeah. What happens is when you walk into my, my flat, my apartment, as you people call them, um, I simply say, this is where your room should be. What do you want it to be? Think <laughs> hard about it. We all put silver foil on our heads and roll around in space, Jelly.
4: Oh, I can't wait.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're not invited.
4: <laughs> what? what? Wait. Why can't I roll around in space, Jelly?
1: I've only got one idea of a spare room.
4: Oh. <laughs> yeah, you but it's... But if Buttons and I... What do you mean keep up? We're six hours <laughs> behind. We can't keep up. It's not possible. Oh, yeah, that, that's
1: true of
4: But so if, um, if Buttons and I... Like, are,
1: hey,
4: yeah.
1: but, but what's it like having the United States under you right now? Is that all right?
4: It's odd. They, yeah. ha, they haven't quite accepted me as the self-appointed Queen of Canada. And no. and they they don't acknowledge my authority.
1: They keep killing each other as well, don't they? It's really childish.
4: Yeah. They just ignore my decrees. They don't acknowledge my authority.
1: <laughs> it's
4: really sad.
1: They don't respect your authority, do they?
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly.
1: Right, anyway, shall I let you get on with it, shall I? What?
4: I'm so <laughs> glad you called.
1: It's a pleasure.
4: I'm all at Twitter.
1: Oh, good Lord. Do you wanna yes. give us do you wanna give
4: us a
1: twat? Do you mean a twat? Yes. And no. That's Tony's department.
4: Oh. Damn
0: yeah. it. <laughs> well maybe he'll call in too, who knows?
4: I doubt that. But I, oh, I, no, I doubt he's
1: it too. Tight. He's too tight to, if he phone hit, if he as you people say, call collect, then it might happen, but there's no way he'll ring you. Unless he skypes you or something magical.
0: Well, you know, I didn't expect you at all. I, I thought he might. So so uh, who right. knows what will happen?
4: That That's just, you know, because... Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. Button's <laughs> no, I don't, a pessimist.
1: I don't think... Right, listen. I don't think he will call because he's about to... He'll be packing tonight to go on his vacation, which is ridiculous, because he's going to Italy. And what you do when you go to Italy from the UK is you fly, even though we can just think our way there. It's still conventional to actually fly. But Tony is mm-hmm. still scared of flying, so he's driving. So they're, mm-hmm. they're doing, they're doing a, a, a seven-day vacation that's going to take them six, uh 13, because it's three days, <laughs> back, three days back. Wow. <laughs> okay,
0: why don't you just fly there? Don't like flying. And well,
1: uh, so sounds, it, it sounds like that a brilliant trip, though. It does
0: sound great. Yeah, that'll be all right. It'd be pretty yeah, nice, it's I'm an, sure. It's it's Italy is my
4: favourite place on earth.
1: Italy's your favourite place on earth? Yes. That would suggest you've been.
4: Oh, I have been. Oh, have you? Yes.
1: All right.
4: Many years ago.
1: It's not my favourite place on earth. I'll be honest with you.
4: What is your favorite place? On
1: although, although saying that, because we can't give away your exact location, but you're not far from Little Italy in the town you're in, are you?
4: I used to live very close to Little Italy in the yeah. town I used to be in.
1: Yeah, because it was the world, it was the World Cup when, um, when we yes. saw you that Yes,
4: yes. Oh yes, yeah. I, I keep forgetting you stayed in my house.
1: Yeah, that that worked out well for everyone.
4: <laughs> <laughs> The night that there was no sleeping and much...
1: Yeah, the night, well, the night that there was no sleeping, and if I remember rightly, my um, my ex-wife did something that 30,000 CGI orcs couldn't do. She destroyed a bit of the Lord of the Rings.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is
0: true. Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, look, I've got a life to lead here okay. in the future.
0: All right, well, thank you very uh, much for calling in.
1: Hey, it's an absolute pleasure. Congratulations on your 10th anniversary. I look forward to you making three or four more podcasts and celebrating your 20th. Thank you.
4: Cheers, guys.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
4: Bye. Bye. Oh, what a nice surprise.
0: Polly B. from Punky Radio, uh, formerly of the Pod Riot Network.
4: None of it's formerly. We're all still part of the Pod Riot network. It doesn't matter that the network doesn't exist.
0: That'd it, be funny. Um...
4: It falls into the same category of this is the 10th anniversary of Air Out My Shorts. It doesn't matter that we haven't been consistent. It's still the 10th anniversary of the first episode of Air Up My Shorts. To me, the Pod Riot still exists.
0: It's a... Uh in my in my head uh, it does too
4: <laughs> what that was a lovely surprise <laughs> and my beer is empty and
0: um we I actually do... if
4: the, i completely completely slipped my mind that five p m is is the ideal time for us to get in touch with our British listeners because it's ten p m they're you know they're into their cups
0: mm-hmm.
4: It's an hour before the pubs close. It's, <laughs> you know, it's a horrible time for us to reach North Americans, but...
0: That is true.
4: I'm glad you posted the number. That was lovely. Um, We're going to have to start back at the top of the second paragraph, because I've completely lost our
0: place. Oh, does it really matter? He bought a...
4: If you were editing it, you would you would insist on it um i'm going to get a beer but i am but keep reading
0: jonah was lost not just lost in town if he even knew what town but in life he'd failed at school at work at relationships even addiction he turned to worshiping satan for salvation he learned from the internet or possibly from a passing hobo Sacrificing the bleeding heart of a Tibetan octopus would win Satan's everlasting approval and riches beyond imagination.
4: He'd stolen it from a fish market reeking of his ex wife. Wow, wow. You did that already. It had eightish arms, so it must be an octopus and Tibetan. This he was certain. If I were to rewrite that sentence, it would say, of this he was certain. Despite the raging overdose of cheap muscatel—muscatel? He made the fishmonger count the arms before ripping it from the bemused man's grasp, and fleeing into the night. He clutched his prize to his chest, looking back and forth, shoving it down the front of his light teal-colored pants, and darting left— Onto a main street. I wonder if it's significant that his pants are light teal. Hmm. Amateurs might go for a virgin girl. But wherever he was, he was sure Tibetan octopi were more plentiful, if only just. That didn't make a drop of sense.
0: No, it certainly didn't. (laughs) But then he saw her or them, thanks to double vision, bathed in the orange glow of sodium lamps and the purple fluorescence of the sex mart. She held her arms a-beckoning to him, like the Virgin Mary or Artemis of... Eve... Oh, fuck, yeah. how do you sell that, say that?
4: Good luck with that.
0: Ephesus. Ephesus? Possibly. And long hair like spun gold. Her skin was pale, plastic even, breasts like paired basketballs, sapphire eyes, and her mouth a perfect O, ready to receive his octopus-covered member. She wore a tacky... I don't know what the fuck is going on. No rereading's gonna help. She wore a tacky lingerie, even he knew unworthy of her. But this was no mere sex doll. This was a Sexatron 6000 sex robot, just like Polly B has. 120 pounds, six. Amanda
4: foot... Hugginkey. <laughs>
0: two, two inches. Ten thousand dollars of cybernetic lust, batteries included. Five percent discount with store card. Jonah almost swooned...
4: I like how much advertising Eric is sque- squeezing into our episode with this product placement bullshit couponing
0: well you know, uh, he's he's got uh, he's gotta extol the virtues of the shop I guess Jonah almost wonder uh, Jonah almost swooned before the shop window he uh, he idled she <laughs> There's there's commas here that don't seem to make sense. It's like uh, William Shatner. He idled, gazing, gazing on the wonder for...
4: Almost
0: the, an almost hour. Almost an hour. Hello. Hello there. You're on with pressing buttons in the Wurlard Whore.
4: The Whirlard Whore? The Whirlard Whore. Why is is it? it, It's just static.
0: Is anyone there? Hello. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. hello. How goes it? It goes. Uh... With
4: whom are we speaking?
1: Reverend (gasps) Shumley.
4: Shut up! Oh, my God. We are getting the most amazing calls tonight. It's ridiculous.
1: I just had to call. Ten (gasps) years? Are you kidding me?
4: Yes! To right Rev! This has never you, happened. This is a first.
1: What are you kids up to?
4: We're recording our tenth anniversary episode, but, but but we're just we're just getting nonstop calls from beautiful, magical, really important people.
1: <laughs> well I should probably get off and what
0: those important people No are.
4: no, I'm I mean you.
0: And I w I wouldn't yeah. say that we're getting oodles of calls. We have had two. a call. You you being number two. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, but it's it's the importance, it's the caliber of callers that is oh, a, mm. that has me so excited. The right
0: Rev me. How are things with you? Oh, they're fine. You know, living the dream, as it were. Living the dream and doing a lot of cosplay. I see.
1: <laughs> At least attempting to.
0: <laughs> that's I'm, that's, that's what the
1: kids came are up into. out of the dungeon.
4: I want to hear what living the dream is for you.
1: You know, scraping by, trying to pay off my mortgage. That's the dream? That's the dream, apparently. That's what I've been told.
3: <laughs>
0: I always like that. Uh, there was some commercial where they had a bunch of kids saying various things, but one of the lines was, uh, "When." um, Sort of like when I grow up, kind of stuff. It's like I want to claw my way to middle management.
4: <laughs> I remember that <laughs> ad; it was great. <laughs>
0: I I don't have a mortgage. I'm a, I'm a renter, and they set our roof on fire last week, which is wonderful. What? They set uh, your roof on fire? No, uh, they're they're changing our roof, and I started getting these messages saying that that our roof was on fire. Someone sent me a picture with smoke billowing off the top of the building. Just wonderful. I thought I was going to have to exercise that, that tenant insurance that that I got, although it wouldn't really pay for too much.
1: Well, at least you had it.
0: Yeah. Well, it turns out nothing bad happened. So that's good.
1: Well, that's good. Uh, at least tell me you ran around ran around singing that song because there's the one appropriate time The you roof. Sing it.
4: The roof. The, the roof is <laughs> on fire.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: okay, so Chumley, what's going on with yeah. you? What what is going on with you?
1: I am in preparations for DragonCon in two months.
4: Okay, I you are sculpting an outfit, as you do. Yes.
1: Yeah.
4: And what is your costume this time?
1: This time it is the Anti Monitor, little known villain from uh, Crisis on Infinite earth back in 1985.
0: Wow, I don't know anything you said there.
1: <laughs> he puts, nerd 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 nerd.
4: He put <laughs> so much work into this shit, it blows my mind. It is pretty astonishing. You gotta have you your game. You gotta have your game for Dragon Con. They they don't play around down there. Dude, it blows my mind. I mean, help me understand the process. I know you I you you actually are sculpting Correct?
1: Uh, uh, well, some of it, yes. I did do some of it. Most of it is just uh, foam, though. I'm a uh, keep bending foam, so if that's considered sculpture,
0: Uh-huh.
4: Yeah, but, I mean, all the cuts and the shaping, oh, yeah. it, it looks like a, a labor of love to...
1: It's certainly a labor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you put more work into that stuff than I've ever put into work of any kind.
1: Well... <laughs> yeah. I probably put more work into this than I put into my own work, actually, so. <laughs> But it pays for the stuff.
4: When was your first podcast?
1: Oh, good lord. Uh, November 2005, I believe.
4: When did you, when did you...
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Spit it out! <laughs>
4: what my word, I, I I'm not gonna say when did you stop because I know you're still sort of doing stuff.
1: Barely. Yeah, you're years.
4: You were doing stuff differently and I got confused about where and how you were releasing stuff and I know I got confused. So
1: yeah, that's easy to do nowadays. Huh? Uh, uh, I haven't put anything out in like three years I think and then before that point it had been like a year and a half.
4: did can I ask you just like a weird, probably invasive copyrighty question? Good point. Uh, no I just I never understood how you were allowed to air some of the stuff you aired.
1: Uh, it was all on public domain as far as I was I knew.
4: Okay, so there were never any issues, never any backlash. Nope
1: I never caught any backlash.
4: That's really, awesome. Uh, awesome. I, I, I tried to put a bunch of them up
1: on YouTube, but there's so a lockdown on that. Right. That uh, I just stopped. No,
4: I'm not accusing you of anything. I just I was always curious from the beginning of how you were doing what
0: you were doing. <laughs>
2: no, nah, they they were all public domain movies.
0: Awesome. Why would uh, why would YouTube block that?
4: YouTube blocks all kinds of shit. Yeah, I mean, since I've go- put up
1: something that. It was obviously public domain and
4: I would come back with a copyright infringement for a bell
1: tone that was owned by some sound effects
4: company.
0: Ah, I see. Yeah.
4: Since Google took over YouTube, it's it's become Nazi land.
0: Yeah, it's really ridiculous. Uh, Enforcing people's rights over stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... When are we going to see a uh, a cult of UHF uh, interview show?
4: Oh, I'd love the that. Interview.
0: That would it's be a- great. Or 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 some kind of film discussion. I I think that's something that should happen.
4: Yes, like uh, fireside it's, chats.
1: It's a it's a possibility if I ever get the gumption to throw out some more podcasts. I can't believe you kids are still going.
4: Well,
0: well yeah, it's, still, it's, going, it's, still going.
4: Still <laughs> going is.
0: That's that's a little exaggerated I think, <laughs> way to put it. Oh,
1: well, I have been able to listen to new shows on occasion. You're still going. Okay. Oh,
4: oh,
0: occasion, <laughs> it's, yes.
4: It's the opposite of the rumors of. It's like the rumors of our longevity have been grossly exaggerated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's good to hear from you.
1: Well, congratulations on uh, ten years, guys.
4: Thank you.
0: We hope to occasionally put out stuff for the next 10 years.
1: <laughs> well, I'll be listening. You can guarantee it.
4: <laughs> it's so great to hear your voice.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not putting on the silly accent.
4: Oh, no. You know what? It's. I
0: it's thought you were.
4: A flavor of it is there <laughs> even when you don't put it on, and I don't think you realize that.
0: Oh, well, yeah. It's not much of an accent.
1: It was just me, kind of talking like this a little.
4: I love it. You, your <laughs> your voices are my earliest memories of podcasting. The the right rev. Oh God! <laughs> Buttons and I had some long, drunken drunken ass sitting in front of computer nights watching your shit. <laughs> Seriously.
1: Well, that's a good way to watch it.
4: Right.
0: He usually skip through the movie part of it, though.
4: Yeah, I oh, know. <laughs> it's like, where's, more, more Chumley, more Chumley.
1: <laughs> Screw this
4: movie.
1: That's not what everyone else was screaming. Everybody else was screaming, less Chumley, more movies.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh.
4: You can't account for taste. Hmm. Mm. All right. looks like sir. a storm's
1: rolling in here, kids. I'm going to have to get off here.
4: All right. have well, I, down I have to pee so
0: <laughs> yeah it's time for a, a refresh of drinks also too but thanks a lot for coming in uh, no call, calling in for our, our 10th anniversary show and uh, your 10th anniversary sort of Yes. If, if, if you, if you, you, should, you should put out, it's out something it's
4: the 10th anniversary of podcasting in general as far as I'm yeah. concerned 2005 was the year it Began.
1: yeah a bunch of young'uns out there putting out thing, it was fun yep
0: yeah. hey all right well thanks a lot and uh we'll uh, we'll be calling you in the future
4: okay but yeah, i need right, well, to i need to hear a testify
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right well to the 10th anniversary of air my shorts testify
0: <laughs> wonderful thank you very much
4: amen brother <laughs>
0: Uh, Alright, okay, bye. Bye-bye.
4: This is delightful. <laughs> it's so, it's so weird. I'm pleasantly surprised.
0: Okay, so. Yeah, uh, I have to
4: pee. You need a drink refresh. I'll yeah. be back in a sec. Okay. Bye. Mm-hmm. My ears are sweating. Oh my god, I'm terrified to leave. Hello? Hi. I'm so scared to leave my desk because I have no way of knowing when calls are coming.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, well, where were the, we? The, the
4: problem with the poly B call was my screen went to sleep, so I didn't see it.
0: Mm-hmm. I see.
4: Anyway, he'd stolen it. From a fish market reeking of his ex wife. It had eightish arms, so it must be an octopus and Tibetan. Of this he was certain. Oh.
0: No, Dis- no, 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 no. What are what do you do?
4: What? Uh, Isn't that where we were?
0: No, no, no. We're on the next. We were talking about the Sextron's robot. Oh. Yes.
4: Okay, carry on.
0: Jonah almost swooned before the shop window. He idled. Gazing on the wonder, of her for almost an hour, his demonic mission forgotten, she returned his gaze with a glint in her eyes and sashayed and twisted, while the placard, at her feet, had a name he knew her true name,
4: Amanda Huggins.
0: <laughs> Jenny. He keened it in ecstasy and capered before the window, licking it as she mouthed, "I love yous." <laughs> I love yous. I love yous, guys. Finally, after a cop threatened to hit him with a nightstick and with one last mournful Jenny, he scuttled down Nally, chugging more booze, lest sobriety take him. I do that. chugged down
4: Me too. I try to avoid sobriety at all costs.
0: Mm -hmm.
4: It won't take me. It won't take me today. (laughs) In the dim, abandoned factory. Jonah called home. He placed his chipped Hummel figurine collection around him and lit the ritual candles. With shaking hands he marked the...
0: He marked the sigils.
4: Sigils for Anthrax, Rumsfeld,
0: Asmodeus,
4: Asmodeus, and Citibank in a circle.
0: See, as, as Medeus and sigils and so this is, I play Dungeons and Dragons, so. Uh.
4: Yeah, but Citibank was what I was giggling about. He hastily scratched that of the supreme evil, Satan, in the triangle of the art, helpfully marked with orange traffic cones as he howled, whimpered, and chanted the sacred jingles. I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener, have it your way, oh no, have it your way is a different (laughs) jingle, and wasn't it, I wish I were, I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, have it your way isn't a jingle, is it, etc., for summoning the infernal spirit. But all his dreams of revenge, money, and success were gone. All he wanted was Jenny. Eight six seven five three oh nine eight six seven five three oh nine. Why didn't he just remember the number? He doesn't need to do all this chanting and satanic shit. <laughs> just call her, for God's sake. We all know her number.
0: Yeah. He okay. would. An entire generation, at
4: least. (laughs) He would sell his soul for her. If he could win her, all the rest was ash. He held the blue of her eyes in his heart, and he started the ritual. He chanted the incantation until smoke billowed from between the traffic cones. His watery eyes beheld the scarlet... Spirit within the smoke, who laughed thrice in a baritone and bellowed. Have you summoned me?
0: Why have you summoned me?
4: (laughs) Why have you summoned me?
0: <laughs> I like that. He has the Australian question voice. Why have you summoned me? Why have you summoned me? Jonah replied bodily. Oh, spirit supreme! I summon thee and beg you to grant my immortal soul and this offering. Wait. What?
4: Jonah replied bodily.
0: Bod- <laughs> bodily. <laughs> like like Riker. He he put his shoulder forward and his head down.
4: Oh my God, you just made beer come out of my nose because that's what I was picturing when you said he replied bodily was Riker. <laughs> that's wrong that that was in my head.
0: I summon thee and beg you to take my immortal soul and this offering and grant me my truest wish. Grant me the sexatron 6,000 from the sex mart named Candace, but whose true name is Jenny. Amanda
4: Hug and kiss.
0: Take these offerings, grant my desire, and depart in peace. With that, he reached down, his ink-stained trousers grabbed his nuts by mistake, then the octopus (laughs) yanked it out, opened its heart, what?
4: How do you grab your nuts by mistake?
0: Well, if there's an octopus down there.
4: An octopus?
0: An octopus. (laughs) With that, he reached down, his ink-stained trousers grabbed his nuts by mistake, then the octopus, yanked it out, opened its heart with a razor, and threw it at the triangle. Leathery black hands deftly caught it.
4: The spirit thundered.
0: You have been a good boy.
4: Your gift is granted. Go, retrieve your desire. With that, Jonah sprinted from the circle. Cause we sprint from satanic rituals. <laughs> Scattering humble figures, hooting in joy.
3: <laughs> what?
4: Off he ran. I'm just picturing it. It's hilarious. Off he ran, heedless of the spirit's parting words. And get your dyslexia treated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's either a hat tip to me or something in the plot plunger that I'm not sure of. Um, Santa inspected the octopus in his... What? Santa? Uh, What?
0: Oh, Satan.
4: No, it says Santa.
0: Yes, 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 I know, I know.
4: Santa inspected the octopus in his gloved hands. It wasn't milk and cookies, but it would do after washing. Mrs. Claus
0: made a mean calamari.
4: Bum-bum-bum! <laughs>
0: the end. That's the dyslexia. Thank you, just in case you needed that explained to you.
4: I didn't need it explained to me. I just assumed when it when dyslexia came in that it was about something above, not mm-hmm. below.
0: Uh, bleeding heart, far-flung, octopus, sex robot swoons over.
4: Those are out of order. It should say the plot plunge was bleeding heart octopus swoons over far flung sex robot. And he was missing one item in the plot plunger fields. So I don't know what that what the actual place time or location was, which is usually the last field.
0: Uh huh.
4: I can only guess it had something to do with Satan, based on the
0: story. Mm, Yeah, maybe.
4: Perhaps he could let us know.
0: Anyway, that was Jonah and Jenny by Eric Lehman, or Lemon. It sure was. Thanks for submitting that story, as you can, at at shortsattheidspot.com. So then. That was
4: fun and exciting. I don't think um, – I feel bad about the story being interrupted so much, but they were totally worthy interruptions.
0: Indeed they were.
4: I love the fact that Polly B. calls me by a name that is not not only not my real name, but not ever my fake name. Where did that come from? What is Brenda? Who is Brenda.
0: That's what he decided to call you when he visited or something.
4: I don't understand where when that When referring came from. to you
0: rather than calling you the word whore. I it's don't know. It's so weird. It was weird. Anyway. Okay. What? Nothing. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were falling over or something.
4: Oh, no, I was lighting a cigarette. that That's all. I didn't fall over.
0: Well, I'm going to have to go pick up Miss Buttons. Okay. Driving Mrs. Buttons. Uh, So
4: we should sign off then. Thank you all for endeavoring to participate in our 10th birthday thingy. And thank you for listening throughout the long 10 year stuff. (laughs) Just in general. Thank you. Join us on Facebook, review us on iTunes, send your stories, call our audio comment line, 305 600 5832. It no longer has words. That's fine. It's just a number. Uh, shorts at the It's spot.com. That's shorts at the It's Spot.com.
0: And shorts my shortscom if you want to go to the website and uh, create a story with the plot plunger. Agreed. That's it. I gotta go. Okay. Ciao. Bye. You've been listening to
4: Air Out My Shorts with Preston buttons and the word whore.
0: Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com.
3: Air out shorts.
2: 10 years of air out my shorts. Congratulations, and thanks for always being there. Part of. Hello, this is Eric. I sent you a story recently, and I was hoping you would read it, and certainly before you retire, and preferably the both of you somewhat inebriated. But I can understand, you know, life happens, things change, and, and you may not get to it. And I'm okay with that. Uh, there'll be no consequence. Uh, I'm on parole now. I, I no longer hunt down people that displease me. So, yeah, uh, I'll just let it go. So, uh, I love your show. And I hope both of you have a great weekend.
4: Happy 10th anniversary, Era my shorts, from Mrs. Button, who is still stuck on the balcony. Uh, at least I'm drinking a vodka tonic, I'm just smoking a cigarette, so I feel much better about being stuck
1: out here on a gorgeous day. And happy 10th anniversary, the
2: word whore, and my special Mr. Button. <laughs> Bye.
4: Hello, air out my shorts. This is Katie Kasmir from the Hey You Know It podcast. I just want to say congratulations on the 10th anniversary of your show. I raise a glass of tasteful white wine to you. Actually, I'm tilting a box of tasteful white wine to you. Um, because that's how it goes. Anyway, congratulations again, and here's to you. Keep on trucking, babies. Bye-bye. Well, ten
2: years. Holy shit. Hey, Buttons. Hey, whore. This is Doc Zim calling from Washington State. Hey, fantastic run. Loving you guys, as always. And looking forward to another ten years of hearing you rip our shorts to shreds.
1: Talk to you guys later. Talk to him. Out. Oh, is that air out my pants? It's Paulie B from Punky Radio here. I was hoping that I'd get through to you, talk to you while you're recording, but you might not be now. But anyway, congratulations on your tenth anniversary of podcasting. That means you must have done about sixteen podcasts. Well done.
2: Well hello there. I am calling from Los Angeles, California for pressing buttons and the word whore tear out my shorts. Just wanted to call and say hello. I don't know why, but I got an email today that was quote, urging me to call this number. So here I am, I'm calling saying hello, I'm saying happy anniversary, 10 years, can't believe it, I've been listening for many of those years, probably most of them, and uh, you know, you guys have really brought many laughs to this soul living on the southern coast of California, and I just want to thank you for that, I guess that's why I'm being urged to call, to say thank you, so hey, thank you. I don't know why you're talking about retirement. You got a good thing going, I think. Pressing buttons, you've got a new love in your life, or a significant love in your life. That's a huge thing to have. Or you've got talent out the wazoo. I don't know if that's something they talk about in Canada, wazoos, but your talent comes right out of it. you should be psyched about that. So I don't know what all this talk about retirement is. I think you should just jump in and just keep doing what you're doing. I would appreciate it. So this is Tom Davies signing off from Los Angeles, California. I uh, submitted, I guess, two stories to you guys. One of them, I think, uh, right around Christmas time or Thanksgiving time of last year. And obviously you haven't gotten to it because you almost never put up new shows. (laughs) So if you ever get around to it, there's a story waiting for you. I don't want to hear any more about the uh, mailbag being empty because I know there's at least one story rattling around in there. And, um, yeah, so love you guys. Hang in there. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Are you guys really back on the air? Please tell me you oh, are, I miss you so much. Where can I find you again? Okay, bye. Hi, Preston, and, uh, poor. this is Dave. And I uh, got your email, said you wanted me to leave you a message. So I thought I would, so. Hey, guys. And, uh, I don't have two minutes worth of stuff. I thought maybe I'd try to tell you a joke, but all my favorite jokes are really long. And um, I don't think we have time for a big long joke. If I'm wrong, I'm really sorry. Hope you're having a great day. I love the show. Long time listening, first time caller. Be well, guys. Hello, Preston Buttons. Hello, we This is Nobilis Reed, creator and host of the Nobilis Erotica Podcast, wishing you a fabulous 10th anniversary. I hope this is an indication that there may be some more stories coming, I hope. But in any case, it doesn't matter. Uh, Thank you for everything you've given us over the years. It's all been marvelous. And I love you guys. Bye. Was a member of the Pod Riot Network. Let the riot begin.